Welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff. Thank you for joining me as I manifest my most important desires in real time with you. I'm Greg Kuhn, the Law of Attraction science guy and author of the Why Quantum Physicist book series. Sharing this journey with you through time and space, I am here to show and tell how you can manifest the big stuff the more you apply yourself to how our universe really works. Welcome to episode two of season two of Manifest the Big Stuff. Today, I have something really cool to share with you. You want to manifest painful parts of your material reality much more closely aligned with your true desires for it. And here, you learn to manifest scientifically. You follow a model we take from science, where you use evidence from your material reality to form a hypothesis for how to best manifest the experiences you truly desire. It stands to reason that the stronger your evidence, the stronger your hypothesis will be. And one of the ways to glean the very strongest evidence possible is to create non-local states. In a non-local state, which I achieve by running, but you can achieve in a variety of ways, I am taught by the universe itself. I channel information about me, about life, and about how I can best function in the material universe. A non-local state is a phenomenal source of learning, discovery, creativity, resolutions, ideas, and connections. I can't recommend highly enough that you create non-local states for yourself. So today, I want to tell you how you can create a non-local experience intentionally and I want to show you a couple really cool things to do while you're there. Let's discuss how to create a non-local state intentionally. Science calls a non-local state a flow state. The Hungarian-American psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi came up with and described the term and the state of flow. Sometimes people call it being in the zone, sometimes in the groove. And I guarantee you, you've at least touched on it. Holding your newborn child for the first time. Watching a spectacular sunset. Losing yourself in uproarious laughter. Time melts away. You feel very connected. And you lose your sense of self temporarily. Well, you can create that state intentionally. All you need to do is select a physical activity that is challenging, an activity that involves using your body. You can exercise like I do. I create non-local or flow states by running. You might try walking, yoga, Pilates, or other forms of aerobic or anaerobic exercise. 
in collaboration with your doctor, of course. You don't have to do physical exercise, however, as long as the activity is challenging and requires you to use your hands. You can create non-local or flow states, as my wife does, by painting. You can garden, do woodworking, draw, sculpt, and do other types of challenging activities that require you to be physically engaged. I do want to say, once again, that if you choose an activity that's an exercise, you must do so in collaboration with your doctor. It's important that there's a balance between the challenge level of your activity and your skill level. You want both of them to be high. You want something that is a challenge for you, and you want your skill level equal to the challenge. But the good news is, that doesn't mean that you need to do it perfectly. When we refer to skill level, what we mean is that you are adhering to the form and best practices of somebody who is doing that activity optimally. When you do your best to adhere to the best practices or form used by someone who is doing that activity optimally, then you are practicing that activity with enough skill level already just by giving your best effort to create a flow state. Over time, your skill level will grow and the non-local or flow state you're able to create will become more powerful for you in accord. As you practice this activity by following the former best practices that someone doing it optimally uses, you don't have to do it perfectly. My recommendation is that you set aside 150 minutes a week to practice this activity. And as you do it, look for these six characteristics of a non-local or flow state. These were all identified by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Now make no mistake, each one of these characteristics is an exciting and uplifting experience. But all of them must be present to truly achieve the non-local or flow state. The first characteristic is that you are 100% focused in the moment. You are fully on this particular page of the flipbook that makes a human life. But you're not stepping back and flipping the pages quickly to see the little movie they make. You are living on this page. The second characteristic is that you lose your sense of self. You temporarily lose knowledge of yourself as a distinct and separate time-space event. You are connected with everything else. And that leads to the third characteristic, time disappears. When you don't have a self, you can't experience time, because time is the name we give in 3D space to the experience of a self traveling from here to there. Birth to death, today to tomorrow, age 54 to age 55. The next characteristic is that each thought and action flows perfectly from the previous one. Everything makes sense. The connections are immediate, deep, 
and rewarding. When this first started happening, I often made the rookie mistake of conducting myself as if I had discovered the truth rather than my truth. And that naturally flows into the fifth characteristic, an almost perfect concert of thought and action, a flow of energy and communication between the two. Even when the physical effort is challenging, there's a deep connection with the mind. Which all wraps up in the sixth characteristic, that the activity changes so that the journey is the goal and the reward. It becomes an intrinsically rewarding activity where all the value is found in how alive you are on that one page and how that brings to life your mind-body connection and your connection with the larger universe in a timeless, boundless space. That type of focus is also called an autotelic focus. People are said to have autotelic personality traits when they have a very strong desire to learn and know. They're not focused on being perfect. They want to grow. Also, if you have a firm, maybe even obstinate commitment to staying the course, even when things get difficult, you do not give up. And then finally, if you have a modest view of your importance. And here I can say, you are the single most important part of your material reality. Because without you, you would not experience this. And at the same time, in relation to the rest of the material universe and every other time-space event here, you are less significant than one grain of sand on the beach. As you practice the activity that you're doing to achieve a non-local or flow state, an autotelic personality can learn to enjoy situations that other people hate because they're in it for the learning and the growth, not the outcome. When you're in a non-local or flow state, There are a couple things that I highly recommend you do, a couple activities that can produce some amazing results in your life as you work to grow your beliefs into alignment with your desires. These, of course, pertain to areas of your life that are really important to you, that are more painful than they need to be, that are unsatisfying despite often your best efforts, and they really matter to you. You were taught that there were four states of matter, solid, liquid, gas, and plasma. I'm going to make it much simpler. There are two states of matter, does and doesn't. And what I'm talking about today, and really in this entire podcast, are things that fall into the does matter category. Things that matter enough for me to invest myself in changing my beliefs to manifest a more pleasing material reality. The first technique 
is something I call satisfy your inner critic. For this technique and the next one that I'm going to talk about, not only is this an area of your material reality that really matters to you, and also one certainly more painful than necessary, but also your attachment to self in a non-local or flow state is gone. And your self-importance is gone. You don't need to judge yourself so harshly. Every question you answer here can be kept private. Be as honest as you dare. The more honest you are, the greater the rewards. But you don't ever have to share these answers with anyone else. So, satisfy your inner critic. When part of your life is really going wrong, ask yourself, what is it about me that this awful situation might mean is true, that I don't want to be true? There will probably be people, places, things, and ideas that bear responsibility for this awful situation. Satisfying your inner critic does not absolve anybody else's responsibility for your pain, your displeasure, your horrible experience of material reality. Yet, amid creating any boundaries or tending to your immediate safety needs or the needs of those around you, also ask yourself, what is it about me that this awful situation might mean is true? that I simply can't bear to be true? Don't stop asking yourself that question until you get an answer that is only about you. Does this mean I'm inadequate? Does it mean I'm not capable? Does it mean I'm not worthy? Does it mean that I'm not important? Answer that question and then do whatever is necessary for you to ensure that you are not that. The more honest your answers, the more revelatory and valuable the insights will be. The next thing, the next technique I want to share with you so you can practice it during a non-local or flow state is called satisfy your critics. This one isn't about satisfying an inner critic. It's about satisfying external critics. When you enact this powerful technique during a non-local or flow state, the first thing you want to examine is whether or not your critic is correct. Ask yourself, does my critic have a point? Am I truly not meeting reasonable expectations put upon me by someone who knows what they're talking about? And if your answer is yes, my critic has a point, then you simply must satisfy their expectations. This is an area of your life that really matters to you. Whatever issues are present, you want to resolve them. If your answer to the question about whether your critic is correct is no, however, you want to make sure first that you fully understand the expectations of your critic. What is it exactly that your critic expects you to be doing? 
And as long as they're not expecting you to do something that's immoral, illegal, unethical, or unreasonable, then satisfy their expectations. Make the expectations public in an appropriate way so others will be able to see that you've met them. When you practice this technique, you will eventually reach one of two outcomes. You will either resolve the issue or you will reveal your critic to be fraudulent. Either outcome provides you with pointed and insightful evidence upon which to base and revise your hypotheses for how to best manifest the material reality that you truly desire. Because at the end of the day, what you are seeking during your non-local or flow state is great evidence, great empirical data upon which to base and revise your hypotheses for how to best manifest those experiences of material reality that you truly desire. The evidence you glean from these techniques, from satisfying your inner critic and your outer critics, is powerful, direct, and valuable. It really sharpens your hypotheses. Next, I want to offer you my quantum tip, a brief but valuable takeaway that you can employ right now. And then I want to tell you about a free gift that I have for you. First, the quantum tip. Feelings are evidence. They are unambiguous feedback about whether or not your beliefs are aligned with your desires. Treat feelings like the temperature readout on a thermometer. Don't use feelings as a method for manifesting your desires. And definitely don't use feelings to dictate how much effort you give. Only use feelings as evidence to create or amend your hypotheses for how to best manifest the reality you truly desire. I want to thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please tell a friend about Manifest the Big Stuff. And about that free gift, come to my website, whyquantumphysicists.com. There you can download a free copy of my ebook, How Reversing Seven Words Can Change Your Life. It's my free gift to you as a way to say thank you for being a part of Manifest the Big Stuff and joining me on this journey. I had a lot of fun sharing this information with you today, and I'm looking forward to spending more time together across time and space real soon. <music>